Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. If you have not noticed by now, we actually have a name for this podcast. Never Ending Roads. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited about it. A little backstory on the name. Um, My high school English teacher actually helped me come up with it, so shout out to her. But I've always known that I wanted to do something with my name, like I thought. At first, I was just going to name it like the Isabel Rhodes podcast, but um, my English teacher texted me and was like, hey, you should do something with your name, especially like your last name, like Rhodes. I think I've always taken it for granted sometimes, but um, it's a pretty cool last name, and so you could do a lot of cool things with it. But um, I was like pondering at work one day, and I was like, what could I name my podcast? And Personally, for me, when I listen to podcasts, I listen to them when I'm driving. I actually don't listen to music a lot, which is kind of weird, but it works for me. Um, So I was like, oh, maybe I could do something with like roads, obviously, and like driving. And so I came up with like a bunch of names and I didn't really like any of them. And I was like, oh, what about like never ending roads? Like, you know, the road never ends. And at first, I really wanted to do something with, like, um, oh, what is that saying? Now I, it slipped out of my head. Oh, I just remembered it. Difficult roads often leave, lead to beautiful destinations. So I wanted to do something like that, but I was like, oh, that's kind of long for a podcast name. So I don't know. I just kind of landed on never-ending roads. There's no real significance to it other than it's my last name. Um, but yeah, I thought that that was pretty cool. Um, also, something else that's new is I have an Instagram account for this podcast called Never Ending Roads. Um, I will post it on my personal Instagram. If you're not following that, go follow both the Instagrams because you'll get updates on both of them. Um, like, I posted last week, I think it was. I don't know. I posted sometime, um, what you guys are interested in hearing for the next episode. And it was almost a tie between birth control and how I handle my emotions. Which honestly, they kind of go hand in hand. So I think I'm going to kind of mix the episode today and talk about both of them. But mainly about birth control. Before I jump into this episode, I do want to put a disclaimer in. I will be talking about modern medicine and how it affected me. I think health is a journey that is never ending. So with that being said, I'm still trying to figure out what is best for my body and works for me. That doesn't mean that it's going to work for you as well. So if I give any tips or advice and it doesn't work out for you, that's okay. Every body is different. Every person is different. I will also obviously be talking about birth control and periods. Um, If you get grossed out with females and their menstrual cycle, then maybe this episode is not for you. Um, And that's okay. But I just want to put that disclaimer out there just in case someone's not interested in hearing about it. (laughs) But I would really appreciate if you listen to it and just hear how I've dealt with all these things and how it's affected me and my life. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode.
so jumping right in, um, my health journey first started when I was like 14 or 15 in middle school um, when I got my period. And I think it started because I got really heavy periods and really bad cramps. Like when I'm talking bad cramps, it like I was I was missing school because my cramps were so bad. Um, and I wasn't missing school like too much, obviously, you know, once a month. But um, it was concerning how much that I was really missing school from just a period when I noticed all my other friends could be at school just fine when it was their time of the month. So um, I took matters into my own hands when I hit high school. So my freshman year in 2019, um, I went to the doctor and I was like, hey, like, I don't think I should be missing school for this. I just I don't think something's right. And if you're a female, I feel like you know this all too well. The first thing that your doctor tells you is, oh, why don't we put you on birth control? And my mind went, whoa, 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 hold the phone. I'm not sexually active. So why would I need to be put on birth control if I'm not doing anything? And my doctor explained to me like, oh, birth control is not used just for birth control. It's used for acne. It's used for heavy periods. And, you know, my little 15-year-old mind was like, okay, whatever, that's fine. So I got this little pamphlet that told me all things birth control. And I never liked taking pills. So I kind of ruled that out. Is like, I don't want to be put on a pill because I'm just not good at taking pills. And something about birth control is you have to take it at the exact same time every single day. I don't know why, but um, that's just how it works. And (laughs) that was not me. I was just, I was so active. I play sports. So it's like, I would have to take it either in the morning and I just, I don't know, it just wasn't for me. And I didn't want to get a shot every three months, so I landed on a birth control called Nexplanon. If you don't know what Nexplanon is, it's an injection that goes inside your arm. And yeah, that's basically it. Um, And you don't need to get it changed until like two years. So every two years you go in and you get it changed. Well, at first I was like, okay, this is this is cool. Like I'm gonna be a little robot. I have a little injection inside my arm. And um I went to get it in and um silly me, I <laughs> looked it up on YouTube. How does an explanon implant go inside your arm? Oh my goodness, you guys, there is this needle. Huge and then the little little implant thing is inside of it and oh, guys I'm sorry if I'm grossing you out it's it's bad anyways I got it inside my arm and then my doctor was like can you feel it and make sure that it's like inside your arm so I was laying on this table in like one of those hospital gowns and she had me reach over feel this like two inch implant inside my arm and ooh, not for me not for the week um so it was gross but then I was like tricking people and I was like guys feel my arm I have this cool implant in it when it was really just birth control um all was well for about a month and then all hell broke loose (laughs) I ended up false bleeding um which is basically it's not a period but because okay The thing about birth control 
is that you don't ovulate, which is part of the menstrual cycle. Oh, not the menstrual cycle. I don't really know what it's called. Anyways, so there's like you have the period, then you have your ovulation stage, and then there's like your luteal phase. Like it's a whole like moon cycle basically. Um, and so I just like would false bleed because obviously you don't get an actual period because you're not actually ovulating so there's just it's a whole thing anyways i was having a false bleed i had it for a year straight you guys when i tell you i was i was uncomfortable it was it was not fun it was it was not fun so i went to the doctor i decided to hold out for a year i don't know why i waited that long but i did so I waited for a year and I went to the doctor and she was like, well, you're only halfway through. So why not just stick it out a whole nother year and you'll be fine? And I was like, no, like, which also was weird for me. I, it's not that I don't like sticking up for myself. I just like, I'm a people pleaser and I'm like, oh, it's fine. Like if my doctor says to keep it in, I'll keep it in. But you guys, I, this was, it was making my hormones go crazy. Like it just was not good for me. So I was very persistent and I was like, I want this thing out of my arm right now. Um, And she told me, she was like, I don't think that's a good idea. I think we should put you on the pill. And I was like, okay, so when am I getting this thing out of my arm? LOL, (laughs) you guys. My doctor doubled me up on birth control. Um, I don't know. I'm not a doctor or a nurse by any means, but I just... I don't understand how birth control is handed out like candy. And I know a lot of other women will say this too, but I just, I don't know. I am not a fan of birth control and I just, I, okay, here's my take. I am a fan of birth control if it is used for birth control. I am not a fan of birth control if it is used for regulating your periods or trying to like regulate acne or anything like that. I just don't think birth control should be used for anything outside of what it's named birth control um which again i'm sure other people have their opinions and doctors have their opinions but for me i just that's just how i feel about it so (laughs) i don't know um doubling up on birth control just sounded like a nightmare to me so my doctor was like i'll give you the pill for a month and come back in a month and tell me how things are going Well, um, I took it for a month and I have never felt more emotional in my life. My hormones were all over the place, rightfully so. I was on so many, like, I don't know if it's estrogen blockers or whatever is in birth control. It was making my hormones go crazy. So, not a fan. Um, And so I went back in a month and I was like, listen, I'm not sexually active. I can deal with heavy periods. Like, it's fine. So, um, I ended up convincing my doctor to take the next Nexplanon out of my arm, and I stopped taking the pill birth control. And, um, so I, I just remember laying on that operating table once again, and you guys, I'm sorry if this makes you queasy, but I could literally feel the Nexplanon, like, inside my muscle, and she had to, like, jimmy rig it out of my muscle. Oh my gosh. It was the most uncomfortable thing I have ever felt. Until this day, I still have a scar on my right arm. Like, it's it's kind of funny, actually. Like, if I lift my arm up, you can see the little, like, two dots of where the next one on was inside my arm. 
Um, so that was not fun. That was all in the time span of one year-ish. I'd say like a year and a half, maybe. Um, and so flash forward to my junior year. Um, my heavy periods came back and my cramps came back even worse. So I went to the doctor and she was like, um, I'm going to prescribe you to go see a gynecologist or OBGYN. Um, so I ended up going to the hospital and not like urgent care or anything, but like an appointment with the hospital. And, um, I, I was crying because I am an emotional girl and going for anything feminine just like makes me feel belittled. I don't know why, but it just does. So I'm in this like hospital gown waiting to be seen by my doctor and this nurse comes in and the thing that she says to me, she's like, well, that's what you get for being a girl. I started bawling you guys my guys I was literally bawling ugly crying and so when the doctor comes in she's like honey why are you crying I don't I don't know I don't remember what this doctor's name was but she was a literal angel I loved her so stinking much she came in and she asked me why I was crying and I didn't want to call the nurse out so I was like you know I'm just I'm really embarrassed to be here which I was I just i I don't know. I just felt like, oh, maybe nothing's actually wrong with me and I should just suck it up. Well, um, after seeing a couple doctors, um, they told me that I probably have scar tissue um, in my lady parts. And I was like, scar tissue? What? And so they told me um, that I'd need surgery, um, which terrified me. I've only had one surgery before and it was on my eye. Not like on my eye, but like on my eyelid because I had a sty and it never went away and then it was a blocked oil duct. Anyways, <laughs> so surgery just scares me. Um, so a couple months went by and uh, I went, or uh, okay, sorry, rewind. Before I had my, it's not an orientation. Oh my gosh, what is it? Consultation. That's what it is. My consultation for surgery, they gave me lidocaine to like little lidocaine gel rub thing and estrogen or estradiol estrogen whatever and they told me to use that for a month or two months ish um and then I'd come back for a consultation and I used it it was great but I was like I really don't want to have to use numbing cream every single day in my life just to like not feel like I have to waddle around you know and so um I went for my consultation and they figured out they're like, oh, well, if this numbing cream is work, then you don't have scar tissue and you don't need surgery. Woo! Thank the Lord I did not need surgery. However, they told me maybe you should go to a pelvic floor physical therapist because if your cramps are so bad and your periods are so bad to where you can't walk by day five, maybe something else underlying is happening. So, um, they mentioned something called endometriosis, which was a really big word for my brain, and I did not remember it. And then, um, they were like, go to a endometriosis physical therapy specialist. So, I did, and I was like, great, more people are just gonna watch me suffer and make fun of me and laugh and everything, and that's just not what happened at all. I went, and I told them my whole medical story. 
for like the fifth time. Guys, I have this story down to a T from how many times I've told it. <laughs> and obviously this is more of the PG story of it, but anyways, um so I went and uh they checked me out and everything and they were like, "You know, you have all the signs and symptoms of endometriosis." And I was like, "Okay, what even is that?" And basically the medical term or the Google term is a disorder in which tissue similar to the tissue that lines the uterus grows outside the uterus in places where it doesn't belong. So obviously if something doesn't belong, it's going to hurt a little bit. And that's one reason why I had such bad cramps. Well, um, I was like, okay, um, am I like, is this official? Do I actually have endo? And they were like, well, we actually can't diagnose you because um, in order to actually be diagnosed with endo, you have to go through this super invasive biopsy and it's just, it's a whole thing. And they were like, you are 15, 16 years old. Like you are way too young to even like be going through a biopsy like that. They just, they just didn't want to do it. So they were like, you know, for insurance and medical reasons, you don't have endo, but for your sanity, you do have endo. So I am unofficially diagnosed with endometriosis. And um, through that, I have learned that certain foods really give me flare-ups. And so basically a flare-up is it doesn't have to always be with a period or with your menstrual cycle, but it's just something that makes your uterus very unhappy and so um I along with that I was also getting UTIs left and right so I think I had two UTIs in a month and my doctors were like "Mm, that's that's not good (laughs) and it was not for me so more medication came and I was on five medications a day and it was it, it was just a whole thing and I ended up just you know chugging water every single day to just try and avoid it and um we're still kind of on that journey. I'm doing a lot better now, but um, I just realized that like dairy is a big flare up for me. So I sometimes just say I'm lactose intolerant because it's a lot easier than saying, oh, I have endometriosis. And if I eat dairy or drink milk or have something with cheese on it, then I get really bad stomach cramps and I just get sick. So um, yeah, I just, I say I'm lactose intolerant because it's easier. And, and um. I also stopped drinking coffee because coffee was a big flare-up for me. I used to drink coffee every single day of my life. It was so good to me. Uh, Well, it actually wasn't good to me, but um, I thought it was because I was like, oh, it helps me keep going throughout the day, which honestly it didn't. Um, Anyways, (laughs) that's a story for another time, but um, I, when I was going to this physical therapy, they they were asking me, you know, what's your diet like? What's all this? What's all that? What's your sleep schedule? Um, and my doctor was like, hey, I know that you love coffee, but you should really consider cutting it out of your diet because of how much it's affecting you. Because every single day I would have a flare up and I could barely make it through a day of school because of how bad it was. Um, I remember taking the SAT and I was sitting in that room and we got like a 10 minute break to eat snacks and I ran to the bathroom and I cried for that full 10 minutes because I was in so much pain 
but I was like, I can't just like end my test here. Like we weren't even like halfway through. Um, and I was, I was just devastated. It was, it was a really rough time. So I ended up having to make a lot of sacrifices with food and drinks and you know, it sucks, but it's honestly making me happier and healthier. So (laughs) I will take it. Um, like I said at the beginning of this episode, um, I think medicine and health and everything like that, especially for females, is an ongoing learning process. And I'm still trying to learn my body. I'm still trying to make it happy all the time. And I actually bought this book called The Hormone Balance Bible. And it takes you through all the different like um, hormone like deficiencies and like if you are estrogen dominant or just anything like that. And so because for the for the longest time I honestly thought I my hormones were all over the place which honestly I think they were and so um I just bought that book to know a little bit more about my hormones and I think that it helped me kind of know more about my body and give me some really useful tips on how to take care of it because ultimately our bodies are a temple and we need to take care of them because we only get one body this is it This is our body that we get to take care of. And I just think, you know, why are you putting all these toxic things into it if you only get one of them? Like, why not try and preserve it for as long as we can? Um, But yeah, that kind of brings us up to today um, where I haven't had a flare up in a while. Honestly, I've had. okay, I haven't had an extreme flare up in a while. I've had a couple like minor ones here and there where I'll I'll like wake up feeling really crampy but ultimately I think I've done really good with kind of listening to my body more and realizing like oh my body's trying to tell me this is not good for you or this is good for you keep eating it you know um so yeah I I'm really proud of myself with how far I have come in my health journey and like I said I'm not here to diagnose anyone I'm not here to you know, tell you all the nitty gritty, gross stuff about my body, but um, I definitely have come a long way in my journey, and I know that, especially for females, sometimes we do go unheard, and we go to the doctors, and we're just told to suck it up that, oh, this is your life, this is your body, like, cramps are supposed to hurt, but you guys, periods are not supposed to be painful, and I didn't learn that until recently. And it's just, it's not a good thing. Periods, periods are not supposed to be painful. Sorry if you guys heard that beep. That was my dryer going off because we're doing laundry. We just got back from a trip. Anyways, um, to just kind of wrap up the episode, I just want to tell everyone that I love you. And it's okay if sometimes you feel unheard. I hear you. And um, I just want you to know that listen to your body. You know your body more than anyone else does or any doctor does. Yes, doctors know anatomy and everything, but they don't know your body. They don't know what you're feeling. They don't they don't see the cramps that you have. They don't see, you know, what's going on inside your mind. They can't they don't know that because that's for you to know and that's for you to deal with. So, anything that is slightly concerning or anything just anything like that, you know, you know your body better than anyone else. So take care of it and 
you know, seek medical advice if you really need to, or, you know, doctors always say, don't look on Google, Google doesn't help, but, you know, sometimes I think that Google can be really helpful, and obviously, maybe not listen to it so much when you're looking up every single symptom, and every single symptom (laughs) says you have cancer, like, that's, that's the reality of Google sometimes, but, um, I definitely think that it's okay to um, Google your symptoms, but I don't think it's the best to self-diagnose sometimes. So that's just my little advice and my little tangent. Um, I know that was kind of a lot thrown at you, and I'm sorry if it was too much information, but um, I think it's really important for everyone to hear stories like that especially because so many females are scared to talk about things like that but um I'm pretty open and that's kind of what this podcast is about so (laughs) um with that being said I really hope you guys enjoyed this podcast I got so much love and feedback from the first episode and I can't wait to continue more episodes and just receive so much love because I truly feel it and I love each and every one of you so much and I thank you all for listening so I hope you guys enjoy and I'll see you next week on Never Ending Roads.